back to lunch. Plus, we're so excited to have you here with us this Thursday. I had to double check for a second to make sure it really was Thursday. <laughs> it is Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. And those of you who are on right now, it's because you want to watch the word. You've seen the title that we're talking about fasting again today. If you're watching the replay, you can actually go down to the bottom and click on the start time, the tag time, and you can fast forward through all of the rest of this. However, for those of you live right now, we're going to be diving into the word at the top of the hour at 12 noon. But you don't want to miss the rest of it because we've got an awesome episode in store for you today. Right now it is family chat followed by What's Right Kitchen and it's going to be a special installment of the kitchen because it's fasting week. It is. It's fasting month. So how are we doing it? You'll find out. Ah. Followed by a time of confessions and then just as a Thursday treat for you, we are going to be giving you the prices Right. We're going to have two awesome segments for you today, and then we're going to be diving into the word right now. Go ahead and take this time, comment, share the page, like the broadcast. And if you haven't done this yet, then sign up for our notifications. Just click the notification so that way when we go live on Facebook and YouTube, you're notified of it and you don't miss out on anything we do. We're super excited to have you. I'm so impressed by your intro. Like, that was so many words so fast. You did so well. Thanks. I aspire to be like that. Thanks. Um, George is on. My wonderful husband says, hello. Uh, Natalie is on. Her husband is running the camera right now. He's our cameraman. Oh, yeah. Um, Pastor Nicole says, hi. Abby says, hello. Uh, Nicole says, Luke loves the prices. We're right. He says, yes. <laughs> Aww. That's how I imagine that. I like the prices right. Yeah, it's a good one. It's going to be a great, great one. My name is Bear. I'm here with Marky, and we're just we're super excited to have you here with us. Here's how this time works. We just want to hang out and talk with you. It's really my favorite <laughs> now, segment. Woo! <laughs> like, I, I just love hanging and chatting with you guys. George has said hello to Mr. Will before he has said hello to me. I don't know how I feel about that, because um, George is my husband. But George is pretty excited that Will is here today. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and put a question up on the screen. Answer, let's, first of all, let's bond. But then second, we want you to get a free gift card on us. The person who helps us get 100 comments first, the fastest, gets a gift card. So let's put up today's question numero uno. What, <laughs> what a good day for the kitchen to be here. What is your biggest screw up in the kitchen? <laughs> I can confidently say when I was a kid, I had this learning curve of forgetting the fork in the microwave. Like that was like a struggle for me. Like I had to, I had to really remind myself, stop it, Margie, stop it, take the fork out before you put your bowl in the microwave or the spoon. Did you make it was always, explode? Yeah, it just sparked like pop, 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 pop. I'm like, dang it, I did it again. Did you break a microwave? No, it was that's fine. Good. It lived. That's good. I mean, it was kind of weak, but and maybe that's why. That's good. Um, Rachel says, I wanted to see if the pan was warming up and it was already hot, so I burnt myself. Mm -hmm. I also did the same thing with the hair straightener. Um, just like put like hover, hover, like hover over it, feel the heat. That's true. Pastor Nicole says that she set the toaster oven on fire. That's a really good story. That's, I like that story. What? I don't know if I heard that. You haven't heard it? I don't think it's so. It's a really it good recent? one. It must have been a long time ago. I mean, it was like years ago, but it's it's still a really good one. You I should ask her when you go that. home. Uh, William says, I turned a lovely pot of truffle mac and cheese into what could only be described as a concrete substitute. 
I love when William co comments ever. Um, Arabella says that her biggest screw up is cutting herself while washing dishes. People have interpreted this question very interestingly today. Um, Johnny says that he's burnt several things. Buddy says, oh, oh, I forgot to put water in my ramen in college and almost got the fire department called to campus. <laughs> That's so that, unfortunate. So if you put ramen in the, uh, would you put it in the microwave? It'll just start, it'll just catch on fire? I mean, there's Explode. nothing else in there because it's like basic styrofoam, so it's... Basic styrofoam. Basically. Hey, don't talk about my noodles like that. I like <laughs> my 25 cent noodles. Priscilla says, I totally forgot I was boiling eggs and boiled all the water out. It looks like popcorn boiled eggs. Interesting that that is what happens. Um, <laughs> uh, Johnny says, Holly burnt the microwave. And Pastor Nicole says, yay to us fire people. Mr. Will behind the camera says that he burnt the microwave. So look at all these things. Uh, Abby says that she scarred her arm by pulling a pan straight out of the oven and accidentally touching her arm. Natalie, <laughs> Natalie, without even knowing that Will had already raised his hand, just commented, have Will tell you about burning the potato in the microwave. <laughs> and then... Whoa, William says, oh wait, no, never mind the concrete. I had like a four foot high grease fire when I tried to make hamburgers. Whoa. What'd you that's do? That's exciting. <laughs> that's like super intense. Wow. So I have both like a fire story and a really disgusting food story in college. The first one is I wanted to see what happens, like I had read an article somewhere in a magazine that if you put like peeps, like those little like, yeah. like chick the marshmallow, marshmallow things, that if you put it in the microwave, that they get gigantic. I'm like, oh. I wanna make a gigantic peep. <laughs> That's what I wanna do. So I put it in the microwave and it does do that. But after a certain point, the the chick explodes. So probably like four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably it, fast. Like it was a glorious few seconds, and then the remnants of the peep was all over the microwave, and then fire happened. Oh, fire! Yeah, because wow. they catch on fire too. So that was my microwave fire wow. one. And then in college, my friend Desi and I, we were making Spanish rice. I don't know, oh. she was taking a Ooh, Spanish class. I love Spanish rice. Well, we didn't know what we were doing and we were left alone in a kitchen and lo and behold, somehow we burned the Spanish rice to the bottom of the pan. Oh, that and happens. the scent of burnt, the kitchen was in the basement oh, of this okay. building and the scent of burnt Spanish rice oh. smells very similar to burnt popcorn and it just really? permeated the entire building oh. to the point that people came down angry Whoa. and yelling at us. You know they purposely burn it a little bit. You were almost, it's act, it actually has a certain <laughs> word. It's There's a name for it on the bottom. They love it. Ours was charcoal. Yeah. That was the bottom of ours was charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good. Yuck. <laughs> well, those have been our biggest kitchen screw-ups of the day. Thank you guys for making me feel better. I appreciate how many fire stories there were today. <laughs> you're, you're our people, and I appreciate it. Right now, we're going to hand it over to Marky, Buddy, and Abigail with the What's Right Kitchen first installment during our time of fasting. It's going to be awesome. So take this time, share the broadcast, and we're going to hand it over to them right now.
welcome to What's Right Kitchen, where we make all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's baking, sometimes it's muffins. Today it's fasting food. Liquids. <laughs> so how does, how does, you may be wondering, how are we doing a segment with, how are we doing a cooking segment if we're fasting? Well, there are different types of fasts. If you fall under this specific category, then awesome. If you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is the, this is the, we're doing a, so explain the category of the fasting the, that this is for. This is a liquids fast where you only eat liquids. So basically what that falls under is like juices and, and water and, uh, and soups, kind of mm -hmm. brothy soups mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing is we're making soups, right? Mm -hmm. Is that uh -huh. what yep. we're doing? Yeah. I couldn't okay, have said I have no it better idea. myself. Yes. You couldn't? Yep. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better okay. myself. Well, awesome. I'm glad I could help. Yes. So this is, okay, you know how normally like we're trying things and we're like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I have no idea. That's been like up until now, that's pretty much been the theme. Well, today's a special day. Today, this has been tried. I started to say tried and true. Does that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Tried and proven. Yeah. This has been tried and proven to be a good one. So if you're doing a fasting, uh, liquids only fast, and you want, and you're like, you know what, I need a soup. We have it for you today. It's a good one. And the maker of this soup is Abigail Wright. <laughs> she literally came up with the little bits of ingredients and everything all herself. So you just kind of like, let's try this. Let's just. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, she did. She does that. Honestly, <laughs> right. honestly, I've, I'm going to be really honest. I I was a little bit nervous by it, and then mm -hmm. everyone was like, "This is amazing!" Wow. So I wanted yeah. to share it with you guys. I wanted to share this recipe with you guys for real for this time of fasting. So, are you ready to get into it? I'm super ready. Okay, introduce us to your soup soup extraordinaire chef. I'm sorry. <laughs> just go. What just, just, just keep going. Just keep okay. going. We'll roll with it. So what this is, is basically it's just heated up milk with seasonings in it, but it mm -hmm. tastes like a really good, like, nice soup. So first we're going to start, do you want to pour this, the milk, buddy? Yeah, so sure. This is, this is just regular cold milk. Yeah. We, oh, 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 it's flashy. Now, while they're doing, while they're doing this, I want to hear from you guys. Any of you who have done a liquids only fast, what is your go-to liquid when you need What's to have a liquid? Yeah. What's your go-to liquid? <laughs> it sounds so weird. But uh, comment below. Is it soup? What kind of soup? Is it like protein shakes? What kind? You my know, comment. Is, let me know. My go-to is uh, usually like um, what's it called? Broth. Like broth. Beef, beef <gasps> yeah. broth is better. Mm. Than no, what's gross is bone broth. Oh that, yeah, bone that's broth. A no. Bone broth is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different thing. I learned that during my last fast. It's a completely <laughs> different. Uh, and then Barrett says bone broth. <laughs> Barrett, why water bone broth, chicken broth? Those I, are not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Miss Marilyn says chicken broth. Absolutely, that's a great one. This yeah. is a little bit of a thicker. Well, no, it's not thicker. It's just milk. It's just heated up it's milk. milk. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you cook it for long enough, it'll get. Right, yeah. So what? What? What else goes? Okay, we got our milk. Heated up milk. So. So next, I reached into my refrigerator and found my Taco Bell sauce. This <laughs> Taco Bell Chipotle sauce. This is, isn't that interesting? We're putting Taco Bell sauce in milk. Oh yeah, like, even while fasting. Honestly, it sound, uh, to me it sounds great. Oh, uh, so. Arabella so says, Taco Bell. sorry I interrupted you. No, Arabella says spicy, no. That, Arabella says chicken broth, well she said chicken broth. 
but I'm gonna say it's chicken broth. Uh, Pastor Nicole says spicy V8 is yum. Yeah. Rachel said, yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Rachel said, my go-to ice, wow. ice uh, my go-to is cream of chicken with my own herbs and seasonings added in. George said, it's true, we have bone broth in our kitchen. Uh, Becca Beard says, fruit and veggie smoothies and cream of chicken soup without the chicken pieces or tomato basil soup. Look at you guys. This is Look at all your ideas. This isn't mixing very well. No, you, as we mix, it'll keep mixing. Oh, as we mix and apply heat. Yes. <laughs> yes. So then next, this is my go-to seasoning, and this is my it ranch. It is ranch. ranch. She puts that. She puts that even on salad. I ranch put it seasoning in on everything. salad. It's really good. Um, so this is just like the ranch seasoning packets, just in more. It's just more. Just in more. It's just in more. Okay. okay well, so let's let's throw it in. We're gonna toss it in, and there are no measurements Ooh. for this, like one tablespoon or something. I just eyeball it. So that's, that's, that's not a safe help, way that's to not share that's not helpful for impartation. <laughs> well like I just put, eyeball it. It's about like a tablespoon of this. Okay. If I'm guessing. Okay. A couple of this. A couple. <laughs> a couple <laughs> okay. Okay, so the ranch. There's okay. an interesting then, smell coming out of this. It is, it smells good. It is a weird kind smell. Of. It smells and like then, ranch powder. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the next is garlic salt because when you're fasting, I mean, not too much, but it's good to put salt in your body if you're doing liquids fast so that it kind of holds on to the water. <laughs> the ranch is invisible. Part of it is invisible because it's green. That's awesome. That's awesome. So this is just not too much. How many of this? Just well, this is three servings, so I'm doing a bit more than one serving. Okay, so it changes. Yeah, but. Okay. It's just a couple. That's a very, there's a very strong seasoning smell coming from it right it now. Sure is. And, and then, then I add pepper. <laughs> That's a lot of pepper. They, she loves pepper. Oh, That's just a oh, little it's bit bubbly. Why? The pepper made it bubble. <laughs> so I promise that, it's good. That adds a little bit of, the pepper adds a little bit of spice to it. Mm -hmm. You can also do steak seasoning, um, which is nice, but it's a little spicy, and I know they're not huge on spice okay. like I am. So I think I didn't it's time do that. to try. Is that, is that right. everything? Huh, yeah. That's everything. Okay. So let's go heat it up. Okay. Buddy, you can be our Go heat it up and chef. put it in bowls. So okay. Beep, beep. Buddy's heating up the soup, and he's bringing the soup to us. This is the worst song is, I've ever this. sang. Whoa! Ooh! <laughs> this is thicker. It got thicker huh? once heated. It did. Yep. Interesting. So once you heat it up, it'll get um, a bit thicker. It, it gains some you, consistency. You got the bottom, so you got a lot of the seasoning. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, okay, are you guys is. ready to try it? All right, I'm Do ready. Do you guys think that... It will be awesome. I mean, I already said that it's I awesome, but like oh, you can kind of just add your yes. Yeah, there's our picture oh, there's of a it. Picture. That's what it looks like. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. go. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. It it is. It, it's almost like there's Parmesan cheese in it, or is that just like the garlic salt? I'm. I think that's because like it's a little grainy. I think that's. It's not normally like that. Um, I think you heated then it what up am wrong. I eating? What am, why is it grainy then? It's just the middle. Stop eating it, buddy! Stop eating it! It's, stop eating it! I thought it was like Parmesan cheese. Don't buddy. do it! No, it's okay. It's really okay. Did you just like burn the milk or something? Like, you must have. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, because Buddy made it, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Buddy made it. I think secretly, um, you might have heated it up, and I think it's set. And okay. I think that's what caused it. Oh, the milk's curdling. Yep. I mean, it's not curdling. <laughs> oh, great. No, I wouldn't say it's curdling. But it I is still getting... think it tasted great. I just pretended like it was Parmesan cheesy. You know, blue cheese is a great flavor addition to anything. So. <laughs> this has been so fun. <laughs> so guys, when you make this, don't let it sit, because it's milk. And we just did that. <laughs> Heat it up, and then eat it. It's really Heat good. it up. It, the taste is great. It. The taste is so great. The taste is great. It really the is. is awesome. So when you make it at home, it'll be good because mm -hmm. you won't do that. It'll be so good. You won't let the milk sit out. <sighs> All right, well, guys, we did. Thank you for joining us for What's Right Bakery. We just made something that tastes really good. Yes. Um, so, guys, now we're moving on to a time of confessions with Barrett. We'll see you in just a second. to today's confession. As you know, we have a series of confessions that we like to go through here on the broadcast, and we are going to give you today's right now. As we say this confession, say it with me. Speak the word of God out of your mouth. Join your faith with mine, and let's see God's word manifest in our lives now. If you'll put that up and say it with me, confession number five says that we walk. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Now, we're going to say this one one more time super quickly because when we say, I want you to declare this and make this a confession between you and the Lord. This is who you're called to be. This is who I'm called to be. And we are dedicating ourselves to the Lord. So confession number five, one more time. We walk, say, I walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. I win souls. I love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and am anointed by God. Yeah, you are. That's who you are. And ah, I love confessions with y'all. Now, we're going to hand it back over to the milk curdling people for the price is low right. We're going to see how they're doing, you know, make sure that they're doing fine um, and play the game. It's going to be awesome. Buddy, over to you. What's up, guys? Welcome to my favorite segment, What's the Price? 
Oh, I'm excited about this one. Here's how this segment goes. Basically, what you're about to see is my Google search on things that you yeah. can actually buy on the internet. Yep, actually That's buy. Awesome. We bought them. <laughs> we bought them, <coughs> for mm -hmm. sure. Yep. These are the things that you can buy on the internet, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be guessing how much we think th those items cost. And so what, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put an item up. One of our contestants is going to guess how much they think it costs, while the other one's going to guess whether they think it's higher or lower than said guess. But we, got, got, but we guys, we want you guys to participate in the comments. Tell us how much you think these items cost as well. Uh, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Because, it is. It sure because is. Uh, it's, been, it's been a couple weeks since I've been able to do my prices right research. <laughs> and I got really excited when I found these things. <laughs> That's exciting. So let's put our first item on the screen. This is our first item. We have a smart Ooh. nightstand. What? Right? So this nightstand, if you see in the bottom left corner, has an actual built-in refrigerator. No way. Um, and Whoa. that pulls out like a drawer. It also has, um, on top, all you have to do is set your phone on it, and, it, and it's a wireless charger. Oh. Um, like, and there's actual firmware like downloaded into the nightstand. So like it, they called it future-proof. So, I don't like, know what firmware means. Um, it's like basically like, it can you can do updates on on the on it like a computer kind of. Wow! What? So it's a smart. Nice We're already thing. getting prices. Oh, it also it also um, has <laughs> built-in mood lighting, whatever the heck that means. Like there's wow. there's some lights that can change and like you connect to your nightstand with your with an app. That is so it's, nice. It's it it is super cool. My birthday is coming up. There you in go. In case you haven't heard. Wow. So three months. Since your birthday is coming up, we'll have you guess first. Yeah. How much do you think the Oh, look costs? at Priscilla's have, price. Very oof. specific. Wow. We have Johnny says two hundred, Bella says five hundred, Marilyn Miss Marilyn says three hundred, Priscilla says two thousand five hundred and ninety nine. How much do you think it's cost? Well, I'm going to go with $829.27. Yep. <laughs> $829.27. Yep. That, that's pretty middle yep. of the road with, with all yeah, the Yeah, I, I thought so. That was, I averaged it out. All right. Do you think, Marky, that it's higher or lower than $829.27? I'm going to guess lower. Lower than $829.27. Mm -hmm. All right. It has firmware. That's I know. It's I'm just future guess. proof. All right, how much is the smart nightstand? It is oh, $1,224.99. So you were a little low, but that was a great guess. But you got the point, so wow, I well was, done. I was thinking higher, but I'm like, well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a smart nightstand. It, it, it weighs it like 70 yeah. pounds. <clears throat> wow. It's wow. impressive. That's cool. Okay. All right, well, let's jump into our next item of the day. What is it? It is a Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew cookbook. cookbook. What? This is on Mountain what? Dew's uh, website oh. on their on their store. It's a cookbook oh. of all the things that you can cook with Mountain Dew. I and think EO says, "I want one" in all caps. I think they watched <laughs> Will It Bake right in the yeah. like kitchen stuff, yeah. and that's yeah. where they got that from. Because once we cooked with, uh, we made muffins with Mountain Dew, so I think they mm -hmm. copied that's us. That's true. Yeah, that's how, probably what it is. How yeah. many things can you make? I don't know. You can make muffins. We did it. As many things <laughs> That's are true. in that cookbook and That's probably more. Crazy. Cake. Probably cake. I, I know oh. for sure that there is a Mountain Dew and Dorito uh, uh, pie, like Mountain Dew crust with Dorito, uh, Dorito pie? crust with Mountain Dew filling. What? But I don't Oddly know. That could be in the cookbook. I want to try that. 
All right, what? we're getting some guesses. Luke says $30 for the cookbook. Oh. Uh, Miss Marilyn says $15.99. Marky, okay. give my us guess? your guess. How I'm much going, do you think? I'm going to take Luke's guess and say $30 for the $30? cookbook. $30? Yeah. Mm. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than $30? Going to say lower. Lower think, than $30? I think it should be lower. All right, yeah. guys, I just want to let you know, you did very well at going with Luke's <gasps> guess. Luke got it exactly right. It is wow. $30 exactly. Good job, Good Luke. job, Luke. Yay, I'm so glad I stole his answer. That's awesome. <laughs> well, done. well, that's a point for Marky, wow. one point for Abby. Again, with the prices right. Wow, thank you, Luke. <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. Pastor Nicole said, Luke is excited that Marky's on his side for once. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Luke. You yeah. got it right. Well done. Good well job, done. buddy. All right. Let's go into our third item of the day for the price is Wu Right. Our third item is the most expensive ramen dish. Whoa. So oh. let, let me tell you about this dish. All right. In dish, the most dish. Ex dish, dish. Dish, dish. In the most expensive ramen dish, you have your ramen noodles, but you also have five kilograms of high-end lobster heads, ten kilograms of quality pork bone. I don't know, kilograms. Uh, I don't know. That's just what the website <laughs> said. Okay. You have one full lobster with a golden head lobster what? head for garnish. I don't know why this. Whoa. Um, it comes with your, your soft-boiled <laughs> eggs, bamboo shoots, spring onions, and golden nori, which is a Japanese seaweed. Oh. So this is, you know, this is the most expensive bowl of ramen that you can get. Okay, good job figuring this out, Abby. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're going to have to guess this one. Guys, help. Help me. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting guesses from $50 to $150. Has, but that yeah. might have been before they heard that the lobster has a gold head. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that Bar changes things. Barrett said, who eats the head? I don't know. Uh, it's, Someone who can eat, physically eat gold. I mean, I mean a, lo a, lot of, a lot of the most expensive dishes have, like, there's gold flakes that you can eat. But wow. I don't think this is it. I think this is a legitimate gold. Okay. Like head. solid gold? I, or I like think it's, like, gold? it's probably dipped in gold. Which, okay, but that's still that, quite a bit of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joni says five dollars at least. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn says fifteen hundred. That's more what I was thinking. All but right. Mama says three hundred. So I'm gonna go with seven five hundred and fifty. I changed my mind. Five hundred fifty. Five hundred fifty. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Yep. All right, Marky, do you think it's higher or lower than five hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say lower. Lower than lower. $550? Yeah. All right, let's put up the price. How much is this bowl of ramen? Hey. It is $400. Wow. For a bowl of ramen. And honestly, the more I look at that picture, the more I think it looks amazing. But that is also probably my fashion. <laughs> it's like, look at the fish head. It looks Ooh. amazing. It was a lobster head, but you know. All right, let's jump into our next item of the day. What is it, two to one? We have uh, the yeah. KFC gaming console. What? Yes, what? this is, they call it the KF console. The KFC like, console. Like Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yes. Kentucky Fried this, Console. This is a gaming console. It's a computer gaming console that also has a section to fry your chicken to keep your KFC warm. So how does it, don't things normally need to cool off? 
Fifth must have a super fan. What? Must have a super fan. But so yeah. You can play that's play amazing. a game with it and mm -hmm. then cook your chicken with it. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I feel like that's super cool. We Wait, I think it, it keeps your it keeps your Kentucky Fried Chicken warm. Oh, oh it doesn't cook it. It, it just keeps it warm. Fried. Yeah. Uh, I, again, because I'm fasting, that sounds even cooler. <laughs> I know, like, right? Sounds cool. amazing. <laughs> I know, right? All right, we're getting guesses. Luke says 500, Bella says 700, Barrett says 500. Uh, How, that was oh, that was for the other one. Ramen. Uh, Joni says, Who's, who is going out to eat? <laughs> All right, Marky, how much do you think? I'm gonna the KF console, KFC console is. I'm gonna say $199. $199. Yes, I from your Have face, you I'm gonna price? guess that that's too low. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, You're I like need to keep my. $199. <laughs> this is a gaming computer. Two, um, no, three, two ninety nine. The guess is two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. A lot better. <laughs> All right. All right. How much do you think it's higher or lower than two ninety nine? <laughs> I feel safe to say it's higher. Okay. Unless it only I'm, has like packages. I'm sorry, on it. I need I need to keep my, my face at, my brain out yeah, of my face. Yeah, you didn't help me with that. <laughs> All right. How much is the KFC console? It is two thousand dollars. Honestly, I don't really know what a console is. Yeah. So that's why it's a it's a, it's, it's a computer yeah. gaming. Uh, it's a gaming computer. It just looks like a little box. Yeah. So I just said, like, one ninety nine. PlayStation at home. Yeah. Okay. Like no, the expensive. minimum that you would pay for a gaming computer would probably a good one would be like seven hundred dollars. Huh. Okay. And this one has a built-in. It has a built-in thing. All right. I learned something. Last item of the day. Okay. We have camping Crocs. Woo! Have you ever wanted to take? Like, have you ever wanted to go camping? And you love your Crocs, but you want to bring them together in a beautiful, unified object. You have camping Crocs. Let wow. me tell you what's in these camping Crocs. Okay. We have uh, gator-like shroud. Uh, you know, like gators? Like Yeah. I Alligators? Guess they, no, no, no. Like wafers. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. What are you talking um, about? It, it extends up to the ankle so you don't get your ankles wet. Okay. Um, it's got zipper pockets, whoa, Ooh. a compass, a built-in flashlight, and rope, and it has other things built in. It's awesome. That's awesome. All right, how much do you think it costs, Abby? I think they are $89. $89. Yep. Yep. All right. Do you think it's <laughs> higher or lower than $89? Um, I'm going to say, I don't know how much Crocs are. I'm going to say... Lower. These are camping crops. I'm gonna say lower. Lower. What was you guess? 189. No, just 89. 89. Okay. Yeah. All right. How much are the camping crocs? They are ah! 100 dollars exactly. Wow. 100 dollars exactly. Wow. That means I think Abby won. Yep. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I, I wasn't making it. I, I lost. Neither that. was I. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for the prices right. Before we jump into what's the word, we're gonna send you over to Barrett, and she has some announcements for you. We'll see you right there. over to Pastor Ryan because we know that's why you're on. You want to learn more about fasting and we want to help you learn more about fasting. But before we hand it over to Pastor, we have a couple of announcements to make you aware of. 
First things first, Kickstart 2021 is coming right up. We are less than four weeks out. It's going to be awesome. February 7th through the 12th, evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be here at Boomerang, and he and Pastor Ryan are actually going to tag team minister together. It's, it's really, really something awesome to watch just these two amazing men of God preaching the word, but the Lord has moved powerfully in these meetings. Last year alone, we, with just one testimony, we had a man receive an increase in over $27,000 in one week at his work after receiving a word from the Lord. God is not a respecter of persons. He can do the same sort of thing for you. So if you are able to get here, you definitely want to get here. And then coming up this weekend is Holy Ghost weekend. It's going to be amazing. Tomorrow night kicks off the weekend with prayer night. And these last few prayer nights that we have had have been powerful. God honors prayers. God gets pleased when his people pray to him. And we're going to see the power of God released tomorrow, followed by Soul Winning Saturday. This past Saturday, we had over 100 people saved, committed to Christ. The last time we did Soul Winning Saturday, what's the Lord going to do this Saturday? It's going to be amazing. And then Holy Spirit Sunday. Awesome. 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 We're so excited about it. Right now, I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Brian. At the end of the broadcast, we're going to have a special announcement for you. We have a very short video we're going to show you as well. So stick around, make sure that you watch it. But right now, are you ready to hear the word of God, to receive from the Lord and grow? It's going to be awesome. Pastor Brian, we're handing it over to you. Hey everybody, welcome to What's the Word? Uh, like the broadcast, share it, subscribe, get notifications. Today we're talking about how to fast. If you missed the last few days, uh, we talked about uh, five hidden things about fasting. Then we talked about the benefits, how fasting can completely change your life and turn it around. And then yesterday we talked about what is it exactly, because knowing what it is will cause it to work better in your life. And today we're talking about how to fast. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about um, what to expect while you're fasting, and we're going to be answering uh, some frequently asked questions about fasting. But let's jump right in today. Uh, we're talking today and right now, we're talking about how do we fast. And so the first thing I'd like for you to do is uh, you can grab your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. One of the things, uh, put this in the comments right now, uh, how to fast. The first thing is get hungry before you fast. Get hungry before you fast. Get hungry before you fast. Now, what do I mean by that? 
uh, many times what will happen is uh, your fast will go as strong and as far as your hunger for the things of the Lord goes. If you're not hungry for the things of the Lord, then in the middle of the fast, you are prone uh, to give up on it. Get hungry for God. We talked about uh, being hungry before. Let me just show you this, Matthew 6, 5. When you pray, or excuse me, Matthew, I said 6, 5. Matthew 5, 6. You right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Another, another uh, translation says, they shall be filled, right? And this hunger is a craving for God. This is a, a, a greet, uh, seeking after the Lord greedily, right? Uh, that's the way it says in Psalms when it talks about thirsting for Him and His goodness, that we are seeking greedily after Him. And this is one of the things we want to have on us all the time. And when you hunger, the way to hunger is to basically don't fill up on other junk food. But when you're fasting, if you're not hungry for God, then it won't, you won't get out of it what you want. Get hungry for God before you fast. Uh, one, one of the ways to get hungry, of course, is don't eat spiritual junk food. Stop putting in all the other stuff. Put in the Word. Put in prayer. Go to worship. Another thing is this. Start thinking about and meditating on this and look in the scriptures for this. What is normal to God? You know, when you start thinking about what God calls normal and how great it is and how powerful it is, you'll start to develop a hunger for those higher things. And if you don't have a hunger for those higher things, then what's very likely to happen is that you will get in the middle of the fast and it just will not go the way that you want it to go. Get hungry for the things of God. Amen. Glory to God. Now, let's look at this, how to fast. Um, when, when you go after uh, being hungry, God says, I'm going to fill you. I'm going to satisfy you. When you will truly in your heart get hungry for the things of God, all of a sudden you will start to see that hunger come up and that hunger will start to produce a feeling inside of you. And then while you're fasting, that feeling will start to overflow. God will start to overflow you and fill you. Now, one of the things that you need to do on how to fast, the next thing, part two, is this. Start. <laughs> Start fasting. Don't just wait. Uh, don't just wait to the perfect time. You know, if you're always waiting to the perf for the perfect time to fast, you'll probably never fast. But if you will just start fasting, start increasing in your fasting. Uh, we have when we're fasting, we can't wait to the perfect time. There's many times where I've been in the middle of a year, and it's not you know the beginning of the year fast. It's just the middle of the year. But I'm saying, Lord, I need to break some chains off. I need to go to a higher level. I need my life to be turned around. When am I going to start? I'm starting. Right Right now, start, begin. Even if you, listen, if you fast at all, you are fasting more than the majority of the church has been fasting. That's the truth. You are, if you are fasting at all, you're fasting more than the majority of the church. Start, just start and then believe God for increase. Believe to take your fasting higher. 
Uh, then, believe when you're fasting on how to believe, believe God to help you grow in fasting. Believe Him to help you grow. In other words, I need, to, I need to say, Lord, I'm starting, and I'm believing that you will help me along the way. When I first start, started fasting, I didn't know everything that I know about it today. But I believed that God would help me grow that ability to fast. And that's exactly what happened. Over the years, my ability to fast became more and more and more and more. And it was awesome. You, need, you want to believe God for it to grow. So when you're fasting, you know, first of all, get hungry. Put that in the comments if you haven't first. How to fast, number one, get hungry. Two, start and believe God for your fasting ability and potential to increase. You know, one of the things that you see in the parable of the talents is that the wicked servant had the ability to do something. The wicked servant had the ability to do something, but he didn't do it. Every believer not only has the ability to fast, but they are commanded to fast in the Word. When you take the context of the Word, Jesus said, when they fast. He didn't say if they fast. He said when. So what we need to do is make sure that we become a good servant of the Lord, right? A good, a good believer that's fulfilling his responsibilities, not a wicked servant that's actually leaving potential in the ground. He's leaving that potential. Every believer has a potential to go higher with God, but they need to start. You must start that fast and believe for it to grow. Not only do you have the ability to fast, but you have the ability to fast on a higher level. You have an ability to fast on a much higher level than what you've been doing even already. So start and believe God that he's going to increase that. Put faith towards increase in your fasting. So when we're fasting, we don't want to just check the box. We want it to go higher. We want to increase. All right. Now the next thing is, as you're beginning your fast, so number one, get hungry uh, for the things of God before you even start. Uh, second thing is start fasting and believe God to increase your ability and your potential, right? The next thing is this. The next thing is ask God what to do. Ask him uh, how to fast. Ask him which type of fast. If you didn't hear the types, you can go to yesterday's broadcast and hear what the fasting is and what are the different types of fasting. Ask him, which one do you want me to do, Lord? Which, which fast do you want me to do? And then hear from him. And then it's also good to get confirmation from like a spiritual leader. Say, hey, do you think this is the right thing for me to do today? And uh, this time, and that leader may have something. He might not have anything. But at least check it and confirm. There's been some times where people have tried to do too little or they've tried to do too much. And when I hear about it, I'm like, that's, you're, you're missing it. You're trying to be super Christian or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to take the easy way out. But a leader will help uh, put that confirmation in place and bring accountability in that as well. So uh, what we want to do is ask the Lord, you know, and when you ask the Lord, what you're asking for is two things. You're asking him for the type of fast, and you're asking him for the length of the fast. 
You're asking him for the type of fast. You know, is this a uh, water fast? Is it a liquid fast? Is it, is it a uh, one meal a day fast? Uh, is it, you know, doing the Daniel diet? You know, what is, what is that type of fast that you want me to do? And listen, don't think that the only fast he's ever going to want you to do is only a liquid fast. He won't. He's told me multiple times, I want you to do a one meal a day fast right now. And uh, I want you to do a one meal a day fast and do it for this period of time. Sometimes I've done it for two or three days. Sometimes I've done it for two or three weeks. You know, he's told me to do that multiple times. And so one of the things is don't assume that it's always going to be one fast or the other. But don't, don't be uh, persuaded uh, to get negative about it if he gives you one that's stronger than you've done before. No, if he's asking you, if, if God is asking you to do something, he he will give you the strength and the provision to do it. And that's going back to the very first day. Did you know that fasting can be easy and light? And so once you hear from God, so how do we fast? Number one, we get hungry for the things of God before we even start. Number two, we set our heart to start. And we set our heart to believe God for an increase in that fasting. Three, we ask the Lord, what type of fast do you want me to do? And what length do you want me uh, to go for? And then the fourth thing is, now that you've heard what to do, now purpose in your heart, and this is very important, Lord, I'm going to give you this period of time. I'm going to give you this fast. Now, this, there's a very important reason why I'm saying this. Purpose in your heart by faith, Lord, I believe that I have received the power and the grace that I need to step into this fast and to fulfill it. I believe that I, that I have received the power and the grace, the provision to uh, fulfill and complete this fast that you've asked me to do. Now, why is this important? This goes into the easy. Now, I, I, I talked at the beginning of the week about how fasting can be easy. This goes into the easy type of fast, is when you purpose in your heart to sow fasting, you engage a principle found in 2 Corinthians 9. Uh, you engage a principle found in 2 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 6. Now, in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, you see that this involves seed time and harvest, sowing finances, and reaping a harvest that can increase. Let me just read this to you and think about this in terms of fasting. Instead of sowing money, right, you're sowing your food to reap a supernatural harvest of every benefit that fasting brings. We talked about that on Tuesday. So read this, hear this now. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Put this in terms of fasting. He who fasts sparingly will reap sparingly. He who uh, fasts bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he's purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let me put it in fasting terms. Each one must fast just as he's purposed in his heart, not a grudgingly fast. 
<laughs> That's the way most people fast. Pastor called for a fast. <laughs> 21 days. Don't he know I got to work full time? And, and they're grudgingly, they're not cheerful about it at all. And here's the issue. They're not going to get any supernatural heart uh, help because their heart is not purposed to be a cheerful and a bountiful giver. Right? Fasting can actually be easy and light. It all depends on how you look at it and how your faith is towards it and how you purpose your heart. So fasting can be easy and light. Here's what he says. If, watch this, if, basically in context, if we will purpose in our heart to be a bountiful and a cheerful uh, sower of our food, a bountiful and a cheerful fast, faster without being, you know, grudgingly or under a force of it, like he's wanting us to do it. Don't, if you feel like I'm forcing you to fast or you feel like somebody's forcing you to fast, you might as well not fast. You might as well just stop right there. No, you want to get to the place where you say, I'm going to, I'm going to give this period of time, and I'm going to give it cheerfully. I'm going to give it bountifully, and then watch what the Lord does. If we will get bountiful and cheerful in our sowing of food during a fast, verse 8 happens, and God is able to make all grace abound. God is able to make, he's not only able, he wants to. God is able to make all grace. How much grace? All grace. What is grace? The supernatural power and favor of God. He is able to make all grace abound. All grace abound. All grace abound to you. Put that in the comments. God is able to make all fasting grace abound to me. God wants to. Put it that way. God wants to make all fasting grace abound to me. Put an exclamation point. God wants. He's telling us this because he wants to do it. He's telling it to us because he wants to do it. God is able to make all fasting, and God wants to make all fasting grace abound to me. Glory to God. And then watch this. Why does he want to do it? And what is the, the fulfillment of his plan that he wants to do? So that always, so there's never a time this won't happen, having all sufficiency, not just a little bit of sufficiency, all sufficiency, in everything, not just some things, in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. An abundance for every good deed, not just some good deeds, not just some good works, every good work, every good work. And so when you're fasting, if you will purpose yourself like this, what is God saying here? He's saying, I will give you the supernatural power of my grace to make this fast easy for you. But what's the key? That I apply faith to my fast and I purpose in my heart to be cheerful and bountiful about the fast. If I will purpose in my heart to be cheerful and bountiful about the fast and in that fast, and I will say, Lord, by faith, I believe you're giving me supernatural strength, supernatural grace. You'll have that supernatural grace. 
I've learned to pull on it. Man, it makes fasting easy. It doesn't just make fasting easy. It makes life easy. You have a grace available to you every single day that you can pull for pull from that is supernatural. <laughs> it is supernatural. And you can pull from it every single day. Every day. And then he says this. Go on to verse 10. He says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. In other words, now when we're talking about money here, one of the things that's happening is, you know, when you purpose in your heart, you're not talking about pulling from what you already have. You're talking about God will give you supernaturally what you don't have so that you can then sow it. God will supernaturally give you what you don't have. Well, it's the same thing in fasting. Where I need, I don't have physical provision. I need supernatural provision. God will give me the supernatural grace and strength. God will give it to me. He'll give me that. See, that's the seed. I didn't have the ability to do it before, but now that I've purposed in my heart, God will give me the supernatural provision for me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is great stuff. And watch this. He says, and he will increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now, you have to understand this. Every believer is made righteous through Christ. Every believer is made righteous. But this verse right here shows us without question, every believer doesn't have the same harvest. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean you're going to have the same harvest as everybody else. And doesn't mean it's going to be the top high harvest or the highest harvest or, or better than average. You could be below, you could be a believer and have a below average harvest because you don't apply these things. He's telling us these things in 2 Corinthians 9 so that you will have a harvest that's out of this world. A supernatural harvest. And how do we do it? Let me read this verse again, but in terms of fasting. Now he who provide, he who supplies supernatural grace to fast to the sower who will fat to the faster who will purpose in his heart to fast, he will also supply his physical need, the bread for food, and supply and multiply. The fasting that you're doing, the multiply the seed for sowing. He will take your purposed heart in a bountiful cheerfulness to fast, and he will multiply that thing, and he'll multiply it in your life so that your harvest from fasting will increase above other people that aren't doing it. He will do that, and he will give you that grace that will supply abundantly in every area. I mean, this is, this is how God can make fasting easy and light for us. The key is that you and I purpose in our heart that we are a bountiful and cheerful give, givers, bountiful and cheerful fasters, right? See, this applies to your finances. Anybody ever wanted your finances to get easy? Did you know finances can get easy and you can have an abundance in your finances? That's what this whole script, this whole passage is talking about. But we can apply these principles to fasting because you're sowing that fasting as well. So you can have easy finances, you can have easy fasting. And we know that if we fast, it is a supernatural tool that will produce supernatural results in our life. We talked about that a couple of days ago. It will change your life and turn it completely around. So how to fast. 
Number one, get hungry for the things of God before you fast. Two, set your heart to start. I'm starting. And set your heart to believe that I will increase in my fasting. Three, this, you know, this, what we're talking about today is one of the best things we've talked about all week. How to do a fast correctly. You know, how to actually do this and make it easy and make that, that harvest that you have supernaturally overflowing and multiplied. It's so important, right? Don't, don't bury your talents. Don't bury your potential to fast. The third thing, ask the Lord, what type of fast do you want me to do? And then get confirmation on that. Ask him, how long do you want me uh, to, to do this fast? The fourth thing, Purpose in your heart by faith. Lord, I'm going to fast this way. I'm going to purpose in my heart with bountifulness and with cheerfulness to sow this to you. By faith, I believe I have received the strength to do it and the harvest that's coming out of it. Lord, I'm receiving right now. I'm receiving. So if you're in the middle of the fast right now, you can you know, put this in the comments. Father, I'm receiving right now your harvest on this fasting. I'm, I'm receiving right now. I'm getting revelation. I, every yoke is being broken. Broken, Lord. You're causing my light to break out like the dawn. You're blessing me through this fast, and I'm receiving right now. Just put it in the comments. I'm receiving in this fast right now. And so that's a fasting by faith. And then apply the supernatural grace. Believe Him for that supernatural provision of grace to make it easy and light. Now, let's talk about the heart that you have during this fast. Well, those, those things I just told you, they will really help you. But there's something else that will help you in the fast, and that's the attitude of fasting. You know, the heart and some of the preparation. Here's one more thing of preparation, but it's, some, it's re really an attitude that you want to carry throughout the fast. You want to uh, carry this attitude. Let's turn, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and you can put it in. Uh, Genesis 32, verse 22 through 24. Genesis 32, verse 22 through 24. Now, one of the things that I want you to see here is, in preparation for the fast and during the fast, this is a correct thing to do. Separate yourself from worldly things. Separate yourself from worldly things. This is not a time during the fast where I get bored and I go and read more of the news. This is not a time where you know I, I go and I have more of the world. No, during a fast is a time to separate yourself. In this verse, you see that Jacob had a mighty encounter with God directly after these verses. But in these verses, he sent everything away. He got by himself. He took all of his possessions, and there was nothing but him and the Lord. He separated himself. And then the next, in the next few verses, what happened? Sure enough, in the next few verses, he had a mighty, mighty encounter with God. Praise the Lord. When you're fasting, this is a part of an attitude that you need to have. I'm not going to give myself more to the things of the world. I'm going to separate myself 
myself from the things of the world during this fast. And I'm going to make sure that I'm not scrolling on Facebook all the time. That I'm not, I'm not, you know, for me, a lot of times when I go into a fast, I purpose myself to not take in any media anymore. For the most part, I want to very much limit media that I'm taking in. Why? Because I don't want any input at all except for godly things. And when I do this, it causes my fast, it's almost like to be supercharged. It's, it's like it will take it. Why? Why would you do this? Well, here's another thing about how to fast is to understand what we talked about in the last few days. Fasting is all about intimate fellowship with God. It's not just about you not eating. It's not just about you hearing from the Lord more. It's all about intimate fellowship with God. It's not even about just necessarily coming close to Him. You know, you can come close to somebody but not have fellowship. It's about fellowship. It's all about fellowship. And so with that in, in your fasting, if you are not purposing your heart for intimate fellowship with God, then your fast will not be accomplishing what it should do. And truthfully, you know, when we talk about fellowship, uh, you're looking at uh, four things. Number one is spirit-led prayer. Number two is spirit-led word. In other words, let the Holy Ghost develop and show you things in the word as you read it. Number three is spirit-led worship. And number four is a corporate fellowship with the Lord, like through, through your church. So those are four ways that we have intimate fellowship with God. Now listen, if you're not doing these things every day of the fast, one of these things at least, every day of the fast, in place of the time where you're eating, normally eating, then you might as well not fast. Because when we look at Mark chapter 2 and verse 18, I think it's 18 through 20, Mark 2, 18 through 20, Jesus said, they can't fast when I'm here. He said, but when I leave, they'll fast. What is he saying? Did they, did they need to hear from God while he was there? Yeah, they needed to hear from God more clear, you know, just as clear as any other time. Did they need to come into the presence of God? Yeah, they needed to come into his presence. Did they need to put down the flesh while he was still there? Yes, all of those things were there. So what was it that made him being there different? And that's why they, did, they couldn't fast. But when he left, they needed to. It was that they had intimate fellowship with the Father and the Son while Jesus was there. That is the purpose of fasting, to draw us into an intimacy. So when we're talking about how to fast, one of the things that we must look at is to say, is to remember the purpose of the fast is fellowship. The purpose of the fast is fellowship. So when we're looking at these again, just going down the list, how to fast, get hungry before you fast. Two, uh, purpose in your heart to start and believe God for increase in the fast. Three, ask the Lord and confirm it what type of fast and what length of fast. Four, purpose in your heart by faith to be an abounding and cheerful faster. Five, apply supernatural provision and grace to your fast. Don't just go through your fast and be, and be thinking, God, this is just so hard. It's just so hard. No, don't be doing that. Be, believe in God that you receive it now. Supernatural grace that it will be easy and light. You know, yesterday I made mention on here, I said, um, 
I said, actually, this fast has been one of the easiest I've ever had. It's because I've learned more than I ever have before, and I'm applying more of this faith and grace toward it. Uh, but I'll tell you, yesterday afternoon after the broadcast, I got to the place where I was like, whoo, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. And I felt it, right? So did I just give in to that hunger? No, I started coming against that. I was like, no, Lord, Lord, I'm, I receive right now supernatural grace. I believe. In other words, even though symptoms of hunger came up, I didn't let symptoms tell me the circumstance. I let the Word tell me the circumstance. Lord, I pull on your supernatural grace right now. I won't feel hungry. This will be easy and light. I'm fasting for you. I'm happy to do it. I'm purposing my heart to be cheerful and abounding in my fasting. And Lord, I thank you right now for supernatural provision and even supernatural nutrition in my body. And uh, you know what? that thing turned. All of a sudden where I was feeling hungry yesterday afternoon, I wasn't feeling hungry last night. And this morning I literally woke up and thought, man, I really feel good today. Now, this, feel, this feels really awesome. Why? Because I applied faith to that grace. You know, I said apply that supernatural grace and, and provision. Don't just know that it's there, apply it. Then, then we talked about separation, making sure that we separate ourselves uh, from the things of the world and in how to fast. And to keep in mind, the next thing was keep in mind that fasting is all about fellowship. So we need to make sure that we are entering fellowship all the time as we're fasting. We don't need to, we don't need to just uh, go through a fast and the only thing we do is not eat. We need to make sure that we enter fellowship. Now here's, here's what I call a fasting attitude. Okay? We understand that the purpose of the fast is intimacy. We understand that the purpose of the fast is in intimacy, and we keep that purpose on the top of our heart. A fasting attitude is knowing that that intimate fellowship is of God, but we also keep that on our hearts, right? We keep that in our attitude. Lord, I'm doing this for intimacy with you. I'm, I'm, in other words, I'm thinking about it. I'm reminding myself of it. I'm, I'm putting myself in memory and remembrance that this is about intimate fellowship with you. Keeping a proper attitude in fasting will help you fast easier and it'll help you complete your fast, but it also cause your fast uh, to bring more out of it and more uh, supply out of it. Now, another thing let's go is in a fasting attitude, let's go to Isaiah 58, where, you know, the fasting chapter, and let's look at it. Are you getting anything out of this? Is this helping you? I hope so. I pray that it is. I know it's helping me even as I'm talking about it. So let's look at Isaiah. We're going to look at three verses, okay? We're going to look, um, let's, well, let's look at four verses. We're going to look at Isaiah 58, 2, 3, and 4, and then Isaiah uh, chapter or 58, verse 7. So Isaiah 58, 2, 3, and 4, and then verse 7. So I want you to see, he's laying out the groundwork here in Isaiah 58. It says, yet they seek me, in verse 2, Yet they seek me day by day 
and delight to know my ways, as a nation that has done righteousness, and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God. They ask me for decisions, and they delight in the nearness of God. So one of the things that you, that you see here is, what are you seeing? You're seeing hunger. You know, how can you see this thing? Uh, how can you see these you know, points about how to fast, you can see them right here in the Word. So what you're seeing here in verse 2 is, what are they doing? They're hungering for God. And as they hunger for God, it helps lead them to a fast. And then in verse 3, it kind of changes direction. And, and he's asking, is this the kind of fast? In other words, you're hungry for me and you're fasting, but are you fasting the right way? And so in verse 3, you really see a, a change here. He says, why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? Right? So what, he's, what the people are saying is, Lord, why are, why are we fasting, but you don't see our fasting? And he says, why have we humbled ourselves, Lord, but you don't notice? In other words, we feel like we've fasted and we've paid this price, but we're not seeing the results. And the reason is because their fasting attitude was off base. Their fasting attitude was off base. And you can see it in the end of the, these verses. He says there, he says, behold, he says, here's why I don't see, and here's why you're not seeing results. Your attitude's off. He says, behold, look here. Listen, on the day of your fast, you find your desire. Now watch this. The, one of the things is, what desire do we have? Why are you fasting? You know, are you just fasting because you can look holy and you'll lose weight and you'll look better? And that may sound like it's funny, but it's really not. That's actually something that people do. I've done that. I've been like, yeah, I'm going to look holy and I'm going to lose weight too. No wonder I didn't see all the supernatural stuff. My attitude towards fasting was not where it needed to be. You know, uh, what about this? I just, I want my church to grow. You know, your church, this is Jesus' church. Lord, I want your kingdom to grow. You know, there's, see, our words a lot of times will tell on us. Our, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, we're finding our desire. I'm, I'm fasting just to get out of debt. You know, see, ultimately, the number one point of fasting should be the Lord and His things. And it should be our fellowship with God, not just our stuff. And so he says, you have the wrong attitude, and because of that, you're not seeing results. And one of those attitudes is, when you're fasting, you find your desire. You're going after your stuff, right? And so a fasting attitude is to go after the Lord's stuff first. Just like Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. He says, Another wrong fasting attitude, one we can correct, is you drive hard all your workers. Now, I have a story about this. <laughs> I, had, uh, I was doing the extended fast, one of those 40-day fasts, and uh, I we were actually shooting uh, on the set of Connection Show, uh, Nicole and I was, and everybody was getting on Brian's nerves. <laughs> everybody was getting on my nerves. I was, I was like ticked with everybody. And uh, it seemed like nobody was doing anything right, and I was just sitting there in my little, you know, fasting pride, you know, like I'm, I'm holy. 
I'm holy. And here's what ended up happening. I was getting on to people. I was fussing at people. And I was just hangry. <laughs> I was hangry. And uh, it just wasn't, it, the day wasn't going right. There was a bad tension on the set. It just, you know, we didn't need to record anything till we got that thing fixed. And uh, I recognized what was going on. And the Lord started talking to me about it. And I went, you know what? I need to change this. And um, I said, so what I did was I pulled, uh, pulled Nicole aside because I was getting more irritated with her, it seemed like, than anybody else. And this was me. What, you know, if she might have missed something, but I was allowing it to affect me more than I should have. And here's one of my thoughts during that time. And I want to give this to you because I think it will help you is I was sitting there thinking, I'm the one fasting. They ought to be seeing to me. They ought to be helping me. And they're not helping me. They're making it harder because they're not looking after details. They're making it frustrating. I shouldn't have to be doing this. And so what happened? I got angry. Well, remember in the New Testament, uh, the Word says that we should not drive our children to wrath. Fathers, don't, don't drive your children to wrath or anger in that way. I was causing them to be irritated and upset because even though maybe what I was saying was right, they were missing some things. But the way I was saying it and the attitude that I had during my fast was I was driving them to a place of anger and a place of, of feeling bad and not feeling worthy and all of that. And immediately in the middle of that, the Lord brought this scripture up and he, and he said to me, he says, is this the fast? He said, you're asking me why I'm not hearing and why you're not doing anything. Is this the fast that you want, want where you drive hard all your workers? And what I was doing was I was driving them all in my hangriness. I was so hungry. I was hangry. And I was driving them hard. And I realized the whole point of fasting is that I become more of a pleasure to be around, not hangrier. <laughs> and uh, so I was sitting there and I realized Man, this fast is not doing anything. And I just immediately, right on the spot, I changed my attitude. I changed my attitude about fasting. And uh, I still felt the hunger that day. But I was like, you know what? I'm changing this. I'm going to be pleasant to be around. I'm not fasting to be more unpleasant. I'm, I'm fasting to be more like Jesus. You know? And so I said, I'm changing this right now. <laughs> you know, aren't we supposed to be more like Jesus, not be, not be somebody that nobody wants to hang around? And uh, I said, all right, I'm changing this. I said, before we go anywhere else, uh, I said, Nicole, let's go take some time. Now, I know everybody was sitting there that day, and they were waiting on us. And Nicole and I talked for about 30 minutes. But you know what? We had to get our heart right towards each other before we carried on. You know, we had to get our heart in the right place, and especially me. I need to get my heart. So the whole point we were there was to record some shows to give people the life of God and the love of God. And until I changed my heart and got it set straight. So we went back, we talked, I explained what was going on. I apologized. And uh, we came back out. We had a great, great day. But I realized this fasting, uh, fasting attitude is, is very imperative because what he's saying here in this verse is if you don't have the right attitude towards fasting, he says, I won't hear and I won't be able to move on your behalf. <laughs> so 
Amen. Barrett said, I was thrilled that y'all talked. It showed, it showed myself and George how to handle moments like that, and it marked our marriage. Amen. That's what I needed to do. And, it, you know, I was pastor. I wasn't like, you know, I, it wasn't like before I started pastoring. No, I was having this moment while I was pastoring. In the middle of a 40-day fast, oh, holy, righteous me. <laughs> Have you ever been there? Have you ever been where you're trying to be holy and righteous, and you come and find out that you were just being a big old jerk? And uh, that was me that day. And I had to repent, and I had to change it. Why? Because I wanted the Lord to help me, and I wasn't fast. I didn't want to be fasting for no reason. I needed the proper fast attitude. So when we're looking at the proper fasting attitude, uh, the first thing that we see here is that we hunger after the Lord for fellowship. But then we also see this, that we're not fasting for our own desire. The second thing is that we're not driving hard the people around us. We're actually becoming, we're, we're a pleasant and we're humble at, at heart. You know, we're gentle. The, the New Testament says we should be humble and gentle. And uh, that doesn't mean that we're humble and gentle with the devil, but it does mean with people. Verse 4, he says, Behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with a wicked fist. So the a fasting attitude is not to get revenge or to get, get somebody fixed. In other words, I'm not fasting to fix somebody else. I'm not trying to strike somebody else and, and get them in their place. I'm not fasting for somebody else. I'm fasting for myself. I'm not fasting to get revenge, right? This is a fasting attitude. He said, and, and you do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. In other words, if you don't change these things, you're not, your fast is not going to have your voice heard on high. You're, if you don't change your attitude towards fasting, it won't change. Now, the, another thing is we see, in the, um, we see in the New Testament that when we fast, we shouldn't let our left hand know what our right hand's doing. In other words, it's not something that you want to publicize to everybody. It's not something that you want to just, you know, talk about all the time. You know, I'm talking about it here, and I'm telling you about some times where I'm fasting. You know that I'm fasting right at this uh, present moment. But that's simply to teach. It's simply to get that across. But if, if we weren't doing this broadcast, I wouldn't be talking about it. If, we weren't, if I wasn't pastoring a church, I wouldn't be talking about what I'm doing in the fasting. I'm only giving you that as an example. But for the most people, they're not in that position. They really shouldn't be talking about what they're fasting. You know, because I think Buddy uh, put up the scripture before where it says, God will reward you openly for the things that you do in secret. In other words, as your attitude and your heart is correct, God will reward that. And then the last thing that I would say in a fasting attitude is in keeping that left hand knowing what from the right hand what it's doing. Uh, what I would do is a lot of times when you fast, you'll lose weight. Uh, you look different, and then you'll have people that will ask you, uh, hey, what are you doing? Are you okay? You know, when I did those extended fasts, I literally had people that were worried and concerned over me because I had lost so much weight. And uh, what you need to see is that when uh, you fast, and it's an extended fast, you're going to lose some weight. You're going to look different. People are going to ask you. And uh, so the Lord gave me this. I said, Lord, what do I tell people without letting them know that I'm fasting? He said, when people ask you what's going on with you, just say, I've changed my eating habits. 
you know, which you have. And it might be just for a short period of time, but for that short period of time, I've changed my eating habits, which is exactly true. And they don't know what that means. They don't know necessarily that you're fasting. They just, they just know uh, that you've changed something and it's made a major difference. Right, And then the other part of fasting attitude, I skipped over this. I, I shouldn't have skipped over it. Verse 7 in Isaiah 58 says, Is this fast not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? And when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. In Isaiah 58, 7, what you see is that when, when you fast, it should it should push us towards more of the compassion of Jesus. We should look more and more like him. And so we should be looking for ways. How can I give? How can I sow and serve, right? How can I, how can I be more compassionate like Jesus? And then when we're talking about fasting, I definitely wanted to uh, talk about how to end properly, how to end properly. Because when you come off an extended fast, you don't just want to go to the buffet. <laughs> you don't want to just go to the buffet. Um, that, is, that is a bad idea. Just trust me on that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> um, so hold on one second. <laughs> Joni said, my parents always know when I'm fasting because my talking of food and asking for it goes way down. <laughs> That's the truth. Good to see you, Joni. And uh, so when we're fasting, we want to end it properly. Now, if you're having one meal a day, um, many times, many times when you're having one meal a day, uh, what will happen is, uh, your stomach will shrink some. You'll be full quicker. Uh, but don't just take for granted that you've still been eating, that you still can just go out and eat anything. Your stomach's not quite used to the three meals a day and probably some of the foods that you put to the side, some of the delicacies, uh, when you eat, you know, bring them back into your diet, it may uh, disrupt your stomach a little bit. And so one of the things that you want to do is be mindful whether you're having like a one meal a day or even on the Daniel uh, diet or you want to, uh, you're doing like a liquid fast. Go back into regular eating easy, but also here's another thing. Don't just go back into regular eating. You know, uh, Utilize what you've done in the fast to set a new habit. Eat better foods. Eat smaller portions, right? Don't eat all the sweets. You know, that's something I'm, I'm particular uh, looking at this time in my fast is when I come out of this fast, I actually want to not go back to all of the sugars that I was having before and the desserts. I really like them in the flesh, uh, but I know that I don't need to have as many as what I was having. So I'm utilizing this time to break that habit physically uh, as a portion. You know, obviously my main goal was fellowship with God, but while I'm here, I'm going to utilize that as well to help break that habit and not have as many desserts as what I was having and to take my portions down, which is when you come out of it, you need to watch anyway. And I would say this, your stomach, let's talk about if you're just doing a liquid fast, you've eaten no solid food. I'm going to tell you how to come out of that. And you can basically apply these things to most every area. The first thing is eat small amounts, eat small amounts. Okay. Don't, don't have big portions 
when you come out of the fast. Your stomach's not used to it, and your stomach has shrunk some. Keep it that size. You'll be satisfied uh, quicker if you'll do that. Eat slow and eat small. So when you're ending your fast, eat slow and eat small. Don't eat fast. Eat slow and eat small. The next thing is eat light food. You don't want to eat heavy food. Uh, one time we weren't doing a fast, but we were actually doing like a, a cleansing, like a detox diet. And so everything we were eating was very natural. And uh, we had, I think, we, we had a birthday party or something that we went to. And when we went to that birthday party, um, they wanted to go to a Chinese buffet. God, we'd been eating... We've been eating so clean. I got there to that Chinese buffet and I was eating a little bit. This wasn't even a fast. This was just uh, at this Chinese buffet. That, that food was so over flavored, it literally made me nauseous because it was so highly, it had so much seasoning in it and so much flavor that was coming out. It literally made me nauseous. Not, not, when, I, not when I swallowed it, it made me nauseous tasting it. It was that different. And uh, so eat, eat slow, eat small, and eat light food. And a great combination, this is, and eat, eat many times instead of uh, three main meals. You might want to, for the first few days, have uh, six, uh, six meals, you know, where you have small meals like half-size meals or quarter-size meals. Uh, eat more often when you come out. But one of the things that you can do is you can eat what's called BRAT, B-R-A-T. And this, is, this stands for bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Now, if I could, you know, that BRAT stands for that, but let me give you a couple of things. Uh, the rice is better if it's brown rice. Uh, the applesauce, applesauce is fine. Toast, it's better if it's dry toast, dry toast. Okay, so bananas, brown rice, applesauce, and dry toast. Bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. This is a great food to start back in, uh, <laughs> Joni said, I broke my first fast with a bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. <laughs> I know what happened, Joni. <laughs> if, you, if you fasted for more than three or four days, I know what happened after that. And uh, here's another thing is... For every week of fasting, you should take it easy for one day. So if you had three weeks of fasting, the first three days specifically, you should take it easy and uh, eat easy and light and small portions. Uh, so if you did a 40-day fast, that's basically six weeks of fasting. You need to take those first six days and really... Um, really eat light. Unless you've heard something specific from the Lord. I literally, uh, on one fast, the Lord told me to eat something that was very heavy, and it didn't even upset my stomach. I, it was, it's a miracle. I mean, it's an absolute miracle. And here's why. Uh, when you fasted, what happens is your body uh, will you know, start to shut down some of those processes. And when you uh, throw food back into your stomach for the first time, it will flood your stomach with acid. And so it, I mean, it just floods your stomach with acid. It's kind of like your stomach resets as well. It will flood your stomach with those acids. 
And um, that's why many times, as soon as somebody eats something coming off fast, they end up going to the bathroom. That's why you want to eat light foods and uh, don't just jump right in. All right. And uh, again, I'll say when you're coming off the fast, don't go to the buffet. <laughs> don't, don't pile up a plate. Uh, small, light, and eat slow. And uh, one day for each week of fasting and eat brat, bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast, brown rice, and dry toast. All right. Now, going back over these steps on how to fast. Number one, get hungry before you fast. Two, start uh, purpose in your heart to start and to grow in higher levels of fasting, right? Three, ask the Lord what type and length of fast to do, what type and length of fast to do, and get confirmation on it. Four, purpose in your heart to fast cheerfully and bountifully by faith. Lord, I'm going to do this fast by faith. I'm going to do it by faith. I believe I have received it now, uh, the ability to do this fast. Apply supernatural grace. So fifth thing, apply the supernatural power of God. The sixth thing, um, the fat, you know, understand the sixth thing is remember that fasting is all about entering fellowship with God. And you should start that the very first uh, moment, even before you, even before you fast. The next thing is uh, the separation. Separate yourself from the world's thing. So that would be the seventh. The eighth, the eighth thing is have a fasting attitude. Have a fasting attitude, which I believe uh, Barrett uh, wrote that up here. Understand the purpose of fast is intimacy. Two, don't fast for your own desire. Three, don't drive the people around you uh, in a uh, bad way, in a hard way. Four, don't fast uh, to change somebody else. Five, don't uh, publicize your fast to everybody. Six, fasting should push us more and more towards Jesus. It should push us more and more towards Jesus. That's the fasting attitude. And then end properly. Eat slow, small amounts and eat light food and take one day of easy eating and slow eating for each week that you were fasting. And that's how to fast. And you will see great, great results. If you don't know those results, you can go back a couple of days to uh, the broadcast on how fasting can totally turn your life around. And we talked about all the benefits. It is amazing, the benefits of fasting. And so now we want to give you opportunity to sow into the ministry. And what we're so excited about this week is that uh, for everybody who sows any amount, any amount whatsoever, uh, we want to sow into uh, their life and give them uh, a, a gift. Give them this gift. Thank you. This is Ted Shuzzleworth Jr.'s new book uh, called A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. We're really excited to get that to everybody. And uh, I, was, I was really happy because it's like the first time that we really took something to sow it into everybody. So everybody who gives uh, this week, we're going to sow that book into their life. And if you would like to sow uh, into the ministry, all you have to do is in Facebook, you can type hashtag donate and the amount 
or you can go to giveww.org and you can give there. Now, if you give and you want to claim your gift, you want to claim that book, so we'll send it to you, have your address and everything, you go to uh, whatsright.com slash gift. Whatsright.com slash gift, and you can claim that book or any other, even if you uh, won the hundredth comment, you can go to whatsright.com slash gift, and you can claim your uh, gift card there as well. So we just praise God for you. I want, as people give today, I want to pray for it. So whatever anybody is giving online, either on Facebook or at giveww.org, uh, uh, give I want to just pray over it. Lord, I just thank you for everybody who's sowing, for everybody who's giving this week, Lord, sowing into the message, sowing into the ministry, Lord. Thank you for that sowing. Lord, we want to see supernatural turnaround, not just in their life, but we we want to see it in their finances as well. For every person that's giving today or any, any day at any time to this ministry, Lord, let it be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men and women give to their lives. Thank you for that seed that you just sowed, Priscilla. That's awesome. Lord, bless Priscilla. She has been, she has been uh, consistent in her sowing, and her finances have turned. Lord, thank you for that consistency. Lord, continue to bless her. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for multiplied seed and multiplied harvest. Let that harvest, Father, of every sower, let that harvest be supernatural so that they will have supernatural strength for every good work. Supernatural harvest, supernatural increase for every good work. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for grace that abounds in every place, all the time, in everything, having all sufficiency, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you right now for bringing that about. Thank you, Father, for bringing that about in every person's lives. We thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sowing into the ministry and helping get these words out, helping get people's lives changed. We praise God for you, and we're excited for what all he's doing. I'm going to turn it over to Barrett now to tell you about what's coming up, and I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to talk about what to expect when you're fasting and wrap this up and answer your questions. If you have questions about fasting, send us a note right now. Don't wait, because I'm going to try to answer them tomorrow. And uh, so here's Barrett. Hey guys, before you hop off, watch this quick video and I'm going to talk about it right as soon as we come back. It's a video as we're putting it up right now. It's a video about Impact University. We here at Boomerang Church, we have an accredited Bible college that we have available here at the ministry. And we just started our winter semester. The course just started this Tuesday and there is still time to enroll and we want you to be a part of what God's doing. Watch this video and we'll come back to me in just a second. Hey, we're 
We're back. Did you like it? It was good, right? The best video you've ever seen. I think we're getting it worked out. We'll have it ready to air tomorrow. I don't want to hold up your time, but know that that is something that we have available and it is super affordable. It's open to whomever, just as long as you have graduated high school, send us a message and we will get you the information about it. We love y'all. Thanks for being on with us today. We will be back at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow morning and send us the questions that you have about fasting. Even if it's a personal question about fasting, send it in so that way we can help you be the person God has called you to be and see that things manifest in your life that God wants you to have this upcoming year. We love you so much. Have a great rest of your day and we will be back tomorrow at 1130.